right. Well, good morning once again and welcome. It is great to be with you guys today. Today we are finishing up our series called My Story. Today is our series finale and I am excited as we put this all together. And, uh, you know, we've been hitting on our theme that we've not been really excited about everything that this year has brought to us and still is bringing on. Uh, it has made life extremely different. It's brought about really a lot of frustrations of what uh, we know that we should be concerned about and how we should be responsible. But then we get frustrated over how life cannot continue. And, and then on top of that, there has been political strife. And then we've been dealing with very deep things that have been in our country for years and dealing with racism and dealing with how we go about interacting with one another and trying to find a way to reconcile. And that's made this year pretty you know, awful in one way, but you know, in my eyes, a good thing that we're beginning to have to address these things, but that is not easy to do. And when our lives have been mainly centered around making ourselves happy and, and saying life is meaningful if we are happy or life is meaningful when it is easy, but then those two things really haven't been happening as much. So we're just like, all right, the white flag is up. One star for 2020. Let's just flip the calendar as soon as we can. But when we look at scripture, when you look at how God engages with us, we see that, hey, we've gone through a lot of hard things throughout our humanity and through history. And that God has not abandoned us in those things. And in fact, the scriptures give us an incredible picture of how God works in amazing ways when we go through hardship. Many times we see that he doesn't take it away, but he's using all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. He's using all things to lead us in his story, the story that he's been leading us in for generations. And we know that we can trust him. And the big exclamation point on our hope starts with Jesus and his resurrection from the dead. It proved that he was the son of God. It showed us that there is a God who cares about us, that he hasn't left us, that he is still engaging with us in all things. And so that is why we've, we came to scriptures that said that consider it a great opportunity. Consider trouble a place, an opportunity for you to experience great joy, that one day you can look back and you will cherish this time. That's what we are learning to do. And my job is to help teach you and lead you to have faith and to follow Christ and trust his story in you. That's what this conversation has been about, that one day we're going to change the memes about this time in our life. We're going to look back and say, okay, this is when this started. That led to where I am today. One day you're going to tell a story about this season in your life. And we're going to begin to tell the story that we didn't give up, but we leaned in to trust God and have his story work in us. The decisions that you make today determine the stories that you will tell tomorrow. And so we look with the future in mind and it gives us strength to lean in. To not be afraid. And so we've been talking about these four main areas that center around your story that you should be thinking about. And so we've, we've talked about how we're going to make decisions to start, to stop, to stay, and to go. 
start, stop, stay, and go. We talked about week one about we need to start a discipline. And we want to begin to put Christ at the center of this. We're learning to take those steps. Even if you're not a follower of Christ, this is an opportunity for you begin to 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 look at what he has said and begin to take steps and say, are you really the son of God? And so to begin to start a discipline, and I encourage you in a simple way to begin to put prayer in your life where you say, God, I need your help in this. You begin to engage him in a conversation. To begin to praise him for who he is. To begin to pray. And it's simply as starting a conversation and then reading scripture, beginning to hear his story Hear his instructions in our lives. If you've never read scripture, the Gospel of John is an amazing place to start. But to get, begin to start at this, then, then we talk about you need to stop anything that hinders our story. And that's why dinner groups are so important and so helpful because it puts people in your life to be able to share and to go through your story with them. And you need people around you that can say, hey, you need to stop this. <laughs> and you need to be able to, as you pursue God's story in you, at some point, he is going to show you something that you need to stop. And this is such a critical part. So we need to start, stop, and then stay. Last week we talked through, and Daniel mentioned this, the story of Ruth. An amazing, amazing story of God's faithfulness. But it's also a story of incredible tragedy and hardship. Where people thought God had abandoned them or, or didn't like them or hated them. It was so bad. But God was still working in this story and showed that he was faithful. And there was redemption and grace and joy that came out of staying. Sometimes it's better to stay the course when it would be easier to go. When it would be easier to walk away. And if you missed that, it's on our podcast. It's on our website. I encourage you. Because staying when things are hard is one of the most important things that you can do. Because it usually leads to this last step, which is to go. Sometimes the best decision you can make is to go when it would be easier to stay. To go when it would be easier to stay. So today I'm going to engage that with you. And we're just going to continue to ask this question, how do we live the story that we want to tell. Well, you need to let God help you write this story, help you write your story. And so the center scripture for us for this whole series is this. In Hebrews 12, verse 2, it says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Let us fix our eyes on him. He is leaning in. He is purposefully engaging you in your story, and you can trust so today we're going to continue with the story, and this is found in, this is the story of Abraham. This is found in Genesis, and we've been talking through a couple different stories. We've talked through the story of Daniel, we've talked through the story of Moses, and then we've talked through the story of Ruth and Naomi last week, and we're seeing God's story in all of them. And we want you to know that that story is still happening in your life. God is engaging you in the exact same way. Way. And the amazing story about Abraham, it's really where God began to engage us in our brokenness, in our sinfulness. We had made a mess of everything. We'd walked away from God, and God began to engage us with Abraham. And before he became known as Abraham, he, before God renamed him as that, he was known as Abram. 
And, uh, and, then, and so we're going to see where God began to pursue him and the step where he had to take to go. All right, so let's just start reading here. This is found in Genesis 12. And uh, what's interesting is Abraham did not believe in God. He was in a city in a town that was very pagan to kind of worship different things. But the city he was in is actually called uh, Ur of Chaldees. It's a fascinating city. I would love to live in the city called, I'm from Ur of Chaldees. UFC, it sounds like a university in some weird like uh, fantasy world. But anyway, uh, it was a city, real city. It was devoted to worshiping the moon guide Minar. And so that was kind of the culture that he was in. And God began to engage Abraham in this place. And it says here, it says, The Lord has said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go. Go to the land I will show you. Now, I think this is really interesting. And I just want to say this up front. It's like, I think this is how we all think God is going to engage with, with every single one of our stories. That when as soon as we begin to be faithful to him, he's going to be like, you're going to go to this place and this this spot where I, you know, you're going to hate it for the rest of your life. It's everything opposite of any desire, anything you would ever want to do. Now, God will lead you, and he will lead you places where you will go. But this is not how he interacts with every single person. Every person's story is specific and unique. And we see throughout the scriptures different types of way that God led people in stories. But for Abram, the best thing and the most purposeful thing and, and that he could ever experience to do is to follow God. And God would begin to lead him in this way. He says, go. He's calling him to go somewhere else. He's wanting him to leave where he is right there. But it's a step towards his purpose. But it also meant fully stepping away from what he knew and from security. And I think that is a key thing. Because this is how God will lead us in our lives. That he wants to lead your story forward. He cares about who you are. He cares about your character and who you are becoming. And if you follow him one day, you're going to come to a decision, a point in place where you're going to step beyond your security, your comfort zone. To step towards purpose. And you may be wondering, well, what do I do about my job, or what city should I be in, or what kind of relationship I am in. And those things are very important. God cares about those things. But he's also concerned about your heart, who you're becoming, and leading you away from destruction and towards life. And that means making decisions in faith. And those little decisions lead to the bigger things that, that we focus on and care about. And for, for Abraham, he was going to have to leave his home, his family, his traditions. He was leaving material comfort. And he's like, I think that he would want details. There were no details. And I don't know, if, if you're like me, I want to know the details. I want to know, is this safe? Like, how is this going to work out? And I'll just ask questions and questions, and I'll work on things in a tedious way to make sure that the details are taken care of as best that they can be. So I just kind of know and have comfort. And God was like, listen, you can't handle all the details, which is absolutely true. If God revealed everything that we wanted him to reveal, we would just be like, nope. <laughs> and so God knows our capacity and what we can handle. But he does speak into the vision 
and what is going to happen to Abram. So this is what he says. He says, go to the land that I will show you. Then he continues. He says, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Well, that sounds awesome. I think that's everything that all of us wanted to hear from God. Like, all right, I just want to know that you're with me. Okay, that's like, like a great place to start. Like that, if, if God will come and say that, I'd be like, all right. And we think, just because we've seen God speak in this way, like that just solves it all for him and it makes it easy. But we're not like that. We still would struggle in doubt. You know how I know this? Because I've read these stories. I've seen Abraham and his story, right? And then I've lived my story and I've watched others and, and, and we have all this mountain of evidence, even with God showing up and being visible and faithful. We walk away and deny him. The disciples watched him perform miracles, stop a storm, raise people from being dead, and still walked away from him and denied him at one point in their lives. They still doubted at some point in time. It's easy for us to forget. And what pushes that is pressure. And looking at the impossible and having to step out of your security and comfort zone and take an actual step. He says here, I'm going to make you into a great nation. All right. Well, Abram and Sarai at this time were, were childless. They were trying to have kids. It was very important for them to have a family, and they couldn't. They were 75 years old at the time when this happened. So it's easy for us to say, well, God is speaking here, but the request was impossible. It was impossible. And I think it's important for us to recognize what God is asking Abram to do and the step of faith that it would take. And I think what's really interesting is we are not changed in making promises to God. We are not changed by what we say we're ultimately changed by our actions. We, we can say, you know, listen, I won't get drunk again. I won't stay up late and put myself in this point, in this place. Or, you know, I'm not going to do these things. Or I'm not going to date this, this, you know, be, be dating in, in destructive relationships. Or compromise myself in a way that leads me to this point and thing. Or I'm not going to compromise in my job just to get ahead. Because I, I didn't really, it didn't turn out the way that I thought it was. And I felt awful. Like we, we make all these things. I'm not going to be... You know, mean to my spouse, I'm not going to hold them to these things, I'm not going to say what I said. We make promises, but we're not changed in making promises. We're changed by believing God's promises to us and taking steps towards them that say, I trust your story. And so for Abraham, he could say yes, but he had to actually go. And here's his response. It says here in 12, Genesis 12, 4, it says, So Abram left as the Lord had told him. He began to go. And this meant he was leaving family traditions behind, leaving the comfort of what he knew. He was going to a place in the land that he did not know about. He did not know what the outcome would be. And yet he went. And I think that's such a key thing. God is at some point going to ask you, Take a step towards something that 
you don't know. If you really pursue him, that'll be what he leads you toward. Imagine, imagine if he didn't go. I think this is pretty interesting because we, we do this in life. Like, you ever look back on decisions you've made, like good decisions? And you're like, man, what if I hadn't have done that? And you think about how small the decisions was. What if I had signed up on a different dating website and I didn't get connected to this person? You know, like, or, you know, what if I had not taken that interview? Like, that day I had a couple of options on the table and then I denied this one, I took this one, then it landed all these opportunities and, I'm, and where I'm at now or... Like, what if I had gone to a different school or if I had chosen a different major? Like, you start connecting the dots of these little decisions. Like, I was sick that day, but I, I went ahead anyway. Of course, now if you were to tell that story, be like, well, did you have COVID? And like, you know, we freak out. <laughs> but, but we think about little decisions. Like, what if I hadn't have done that? And then they can lead you to stress out about now. What about, you know, decisions you're looking at? I think about for Aaron and I, like, we, my wife, you know, like, who's Aaron? My wife, Aaron, we met online. And what if I'd swiped the other way? I was like, I remember thinking, you know, should I engage with this or not? Should I engage this conversation? And I did. And then I went on the first date. And, like, we took those steps. What if I had said no? Like, it, it, it can easily freak you out. And, you know, say, what if, what if he said no? But you think about the, the good decisions we've, I mean, the, the bad decisions you've made as well. Like, what if I make a bad decision? And it can seize us up to, to do anything. And I think it's what I love about Christ's story is in us, is that he is using all things. And his grace is so amazing that when we blow it, he's still working in us. He doesn't walk away. You can't imagine the blessings that God wants to bring into your life if you obey. It's hard for us to see that. And you can't imagine what you'll miss if you don't do it. You don't know the missed opportunities for you. In my own personal story, my wife and I, we were, we were here in Georgia City and we were pursuing starting a church, we really wanted to be a part of churches and, and, and starting new churches, what we call church plants. And we wanted to be, be doing that. And, and, and we had this place where we, we sensed that we needed to go, but we had no idea how it would be accomplished. And we thought others were going to be there, like the starting things, and we would join along with them in Georgia City. But then we saw like no, nothing was happening, and we were like, "There's a there's a vacuum downtown that there there needs to be new things started." But we don't. There's nothing's happening. And then we realized that we need to be the ones that do it. But we had no idea. We had, we couldn't get the details worked out. I had never done that before. But we started, and we just began to pursue it. And and then we began to see the story take place. We had no idea the, the, the stories that were already happening, that God had put us beside and near and began to connect us to, that people were already investing and starting things and learning how to do this. And we got connected to them in the city next door to us that were wanting to also to see things happen here in Jersey City. And it wasn't until the going that we began to see those things we could say a lot to people, but it wasn't until we took those steps. And it wasn't easy, 
Like by taking this step and jo- joining into this, this journey, it has been one of the hardest things that I've ever done. But it's also one of the most rewarding things. And, and one of the most rewarding things is seeing God work his story in ways that we cannot explain. And, and, and the people that are around you, the people that you get to know, and the relationships that are started, it's amazing to see that happen. And there will be a time in your life where you're going to begin and sense that you need to go or you need to take a step and move towards something. And when that happens, usually we think of the short-term consequences. We think about what is going to stand in your way. Or you're like, oh, man, this is going to be hard to do. Like, I'm going to lose sleep. Like, if I'm going to get exercise, like, I'm not going to be able to be as lazy as I was. Like, you think about that. You're like, I'm not going to have as much happiness or pleasure in my life short term. Or you think a a decision to change your character or begin to make different decisions will go against maybe even some family would, would think that you should do or friends or neighbors or you'll lose some friends. You won't be able to eat as well or as lavishly because you're trying to get out of debt and make good financial decisions. Your image is not going to be as good as you, you thought it would be. But sometimes the best decision is to go when it would be easier to stay. It would be easier. Sometimes the best decision is to look past the consequences of short term for what is going to happen long term. So why is it that we reject that? We, 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 even knowing that, we still choose the short term now and sacrifice our future. Why do we do that? Why do, why do we not go? I think one of the biggest ones is we want details. We have no details, and because we can't get it figured out, and we love this here where we live. Like, we are very mentally engaged here, right? We, we have very high expectations of what we learn and what we know. We want to have proof and all these different things to take steps in our life. And when that's not there, we're like, you know what? I, I'm not ready to do this or take this step. We want the details. And God's like, you can't handle all the details. Like, you've got this in front of you. I want you to trust me. God is calling you to a faith-filled life. His story in us, from the beginning, when you read through the scriptures, it's why we've been reading these stories, starts with faith. When you choose to follow Christ, at some point you have to get beyond all the knowledge. And it's important, that's a key step, to listen to what Jesus has said. All the disciples didn't just blindly give up their lives. They begin to listen and hear from him. They sat and they listened. And then they begin to take steps and take steps. And at some point, there is a, there's a place where you say, Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. You died and you rose again. I believe in you. I confess that I am broken. I am a sinner and I need you. And we take that step. And then the first step that we take of faith after believing in Jesus is to be baptized. It's the first thing that he asks us to do. And then it's just this story of faith and trusting him. And he's continually leading us forward. And so the bottom line many times is we want the details, but then we just don't have the faith. There's always going to be that jumping off point. We're afraid. We're afraid of failure. 
We're ridiculed. We're not sure of ourselves. We say, I'll, 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 I'll do this later. And we push things off. If, if you're like me, failure, I, have a, I have a fear of failure. Absolutely. Taking this step to become Downtown Community Church was a big stepping off point for our church. We, we have been started by a church in the city next door. And a foundation was laid, and they said, we think you should take this. And then we said, okay. And for me, it was breaking off from security and systems that were around, beginning to lead out as a pastor. And that has been one of the hardest things I've done. And I have made bad decisions based on fear of others and fear of failing. And I think that fear is such an enemy to faith. And I think right now in the world that we live in, that we have been gripped by fear and uncertainty. It's why we started everything back in April with the series Fearless. Because we need to be reminded of the principles that help us walk away from fear. That fear, remember, fear doesn't dominate or have the center seat of the boardroom of our life. It's in the corner of the building that comes in to let us know what's happening. But it doesn't run us. It takes faith to please God. In downtown community, I want to encourage you to take steps away from fear. God still wants to engage and lead in your story. It doesn't mean that we're irresponsible. We're absolutely responsible with what we do. But we don't want to shrink back. We want to continue to lead in. It's why we've been able to do this. And you're doing this. It's not to say that you're not. I just want to encourage you, wherever you're at in your life, that God is using all of this, right? It's why we, can, we were able to engage with GCC Loves JC again this month. And give to organizations. God is still working. And so it says here in Hebrews, this is talking about Abraham. Abraham. And it talks about his step of faith. This is the New Testament scriptures reflecting back on many who had taken steps of faith. And it says here about Abraham, it says, By faith, Abraham, when called to go, I love that phrase, when he was called to go, to a place he would later receive as his inheritance. He obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. He did not know, but he went anyway. Your story, by faith, I decided to go. This is your story. But by fear, many times we decide to stay. And it's a funny statement because it sounds opposite of what I asked us to do last week. There are places where it takes faith to stay in hardship. But there are many times, and you know what I'm talking about, when you will not take steps out of fear. And I've done the same exact thing. I've had times and places where I have not done anything or not made a decision because of fear. By faith, we decide to go. We put God in the driver's seat. We say, I am trusting you to lead in my life. So let me end with this question that I've asked every single week. What does God want you to want? What does God want you to want? 
Continue to engage him with that question. And then today, what step of faith do you need to take? And maybe you don't know what that is. And I want to encourage you to continue to engage God, and he will lead you to that point. What step of faith do you need to take? Maybe today it's taking that step of faith to believe Christ, to say, I'm ready to follow him and be baptized. If you want to know more about that, use the Connect link and engage. I'd love to help you with that. Maybe it's joining a dinner group for the first time. You don't know anybody, you don't know what it's going to be like, but you take that step to engage. Maybe you're walking away from fear and identifying a fear. Maybe it's, maybe it's reconciling with a loved one. Maybe it's saying I'm sorry to uh, your spouse. Maybe it's getting help in a marriage. We want to continue to love one another and love this city, this downtown community. Don't give up. You don't have to have the faith to finish. Just the faith to get started. Let's change the story of downtown community to start. In downtown community church, I pray that we will start, stop, stay, and go. Let's pray together. Jesus, we love you. We thank you so much for your words in our lives. God, I thank you for your faithfulness to us. God, I pray today that we would know that we can trust you and take steps of faith even in difficult times, we believe that you are still working and drawing all things to yourself. We thank you and ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.